Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host Heath. What's up, hockey fans? And you know us, we don't claim to be hockey experts, but rather just a couple attendees that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how's life? I don't know. I was about to say Steve Heath. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'll keep that on. I, I'm so used to, like, when I brought Steve back, well, not brought back on, when Steve needed to come back on after a while, uh, and Sebastian was having a kid and ended up mm-hmm. in a head coaching role and all this stuff. I started. I kept saying Sebastian instead of Steve. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember he, those episodes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, it's it's gonna happen. So, but anyways, how's life, Heath? It's good. It's good. Uh, it's going. Just getting ready to uh, move out to New York in a few weeks here. So, getting Ooh. it's exciting. All right, off off all the way across the country, and and I think that's what this uh, this episode is going to be about because you're going across the country to do what, Heath? To play in the ACHA for Stony Brook University. Yeah. Congratulations, a, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it for sure. We were excited to see the announcement when it came out. It was a couple months ago now, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah. I, th- I think it was probably – yeah, no, it was a couple months ago. It's, time has flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. Holy, yeah, no, it's it's like creeping up on me right, uh, right around the corner, you know, getting the lease agreement and stuff like that and just oh, man. filling out info and – you know, hey, I need you to fill this out for the team. And you're like, ah, I don't have to be there for a month. And you're like, holy shit, it's two weeks. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's right around the corner. That's for sure. Well, it's, it's going to be an exciting time, man. You're, you're now into college hockey and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a big transition. It's one of the biggest yeah. transitions, uh, not just college hockey, but just a transition in life is the college years. So those, those yeah. years, awesome, different things happening and Mm-hmm. And you're, I mean, having just college and being able to study what you want to study, uh, actually having a focused, I guess, in North America, I'm, I'm speaking of, because I know uh, a lot of you Europeans and, and I think even some of you Canadians, uh, by like 15 or 16, you're already transferring into a kind focused, of a focused study. Yeah. 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 And that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's interesting that, because I bring that up just because like my Danish buddies here, one of them is an engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have these when they graduate high school here, because it was just a couple weeks ago that they do these these buses, these party buses that go around the whole country. And what these party buses are, are they're the basically the high school graduates. Um, mm. And of course, they can drink at 16 here. And so Fun these stuff. party buses, are, oh, <laughs> when you when you start looking at these buses drive around the city, and it's a bunch of like. Yeah, yeah, no, those are days you don't want to be out on the road, eh? Those are no, no, you, you don't. If if you want to get covered in in beer, 
uh, or yeah. anything else that they have on those things, you just have to just be on the road because it's like every minute or two, one of them is passing you. It's crazy. And I bring all that up because, you know, you're now heading off and you're going to actually, instead of being in that, those high school studies and just doing mm-hmm. what most of us Americans do in terms of high school, uh, you're able to start focusing, even though I think the first couple of years, it depends on, uh, on, on course progression. Um, the first couple of years tend to be some general studies anyways, and then you get mm-hmm. into some focus stuff. And that's when it gets exciting. I mean, when you start learning about what you might be able to do, um, that's, that's awesome. Do you want to tell our listeners what you might be studying? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be going to Stony Brook to study political science. Uh, I, I had the great opportunity to have already been kind of to college. Uh, I had a weird route through my hockey career. Uh, where UNLV gave me a call last season and ended up finishing the year with them. So I've got a little bit of background with the, you know, with the ACHA and also with, you know, college in and of itself. So uh, going into a year like this, um, you know, going in, it's not like I'm going in blind per se. Um, So it's a little bit less stressful. Obviously, it's stressful to move all the way across the country. But uh, but you know, the, the schooling kind of side is not as stressful, you know, it's like, I've been there, done that, um, that kind of stuff. So it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing you play there at Stony Brook as well as being in the ACHA. So Keith, tell our listeners about what is the ACHA? Yeah. The, you know, the ACHA is a alternative college hockey route to the NCAA. Um, it, it used to be, it, it was made in 1991. Uh, it used to be kind of a thing where it was looked down upon that that's kind of starting to change. There's a lot of guys that are coming out of the ACHA going to pro and, and, you know, in lower leagues in the U S or in Canada and even, you know, overseas in, uh, Europe. So it's definitely something that, that, it's a great opportunity. I mean, there, there's a lot of colleges involved. I think there's over 450 colleges uh, affiliated. There's 48 states that are represented and two Canadian provinces. So, I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity to play college hockey and really focus on school at the same time. I mean, it's uh, it's a great opportunity. That's for sure. Being able to play college hockey, uh, you know, whether that be the NCAA or the ACHA or even some. I'm pretty confident there's independent schools out there uh, Mm -hmm. that aren't associated with either. Um, And uh, just being able to have that opportunity to play college hockey and further your education, you know, those are going to be, if not the most memorable years of your life at the top three, it's going to be an exciting time. And so you brought up the NCAA in this a little bit. And so did I, but Mm -hmm. how does the ACHA compare to like NCAA D one and NCAA D three? Well, yeah, um, I, I think that it, it compares very, pretty easily. Um, you know, men's division one in the ACHA can compete with some, most, I'm going to say this very, has very, you know, broadly, most schools in the ACHA D1 in the top 20 can compete with an NCAA school. We at Stony Brook, we play NCAA D3 schools as well as ACHA schools. Last season, University of Nevada uh, played Denver after Denver won the national championship. So that was a D1 versus D1. Uh, UNLV actually stood their own a lot better than a lot were thinking they were going to. Um, so, I mean, it's it's definitely becoming a competitive market. It, it's no longer 
the ACHA is where men's league is. You know what I mean? It, it, it's more of a, hey, the ACHA is a legit conference. I, I think within the next five years, it'll start rivaling NCAA D1 because it, it, it's obviously it's a little bit you got to pay for it. Right. But it's nowhere near junior hockey level payments. It's just it's basically seven. I mean, there's 70 schools in ACHA D1, uh, eight conferences. There are three levels which is a little bit different than NCAA. So there's division one, division two, and division three, um, which is kind of cool for guys who maybe didn't get a great look in uh, juniors to go play D2, really tear it up, go up to D1, tear that up. And talking with even some NCAA coaches recently, uh, they are starting to look at the ACHA as a possible, hey, we need a guy this season. We're going to go pull from the ACHA. So it is an interesting thing to see that starting to happen too. Yeah. And there's such a wide variety of like when I got into junior hockey and you and I were talking about this before we got on the podcast, which yes. is why we're like, just let's record. Yes. And as I got into junior hockey, I, I was dumbfounded by just trying to, you know, figure out, okay, who are these Ogden Mustangs? What league do they play in? I don't understand it. And so I eventually, over over the years, developed a pretty solid understanding of of junior hockey uh, in Canada and the United States. And so I start looking at college, and I start feeling that way all over again. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, when when I start looking at the the NCAA and the ACHA and trying to figure out the divisions, trying to figure out it's 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 a lot to understand and. But you know what? It's hockey, and I love it, and mm. it means I have a lot of Jersey episodes in, in my future. But um, yes, you know, so <laughs> yeah, because we just did one, ladies and gentlemen. If you should be able to hear it. It was last week's uh, where we just ranked the jerseys out of the Ontario Women's Hockey Association uh, or league. They still have not reached out. We ranked the twenty teams out of the East and West there uh, after talking about the the new women's pro league. So go give a listen back to that episode. There's a there's a lot of leagues out there, which means I just I just have an epic ton of jerseys to sit there, and I'm, I'm a sweater collector and a sweater lover. So mm-hmm. honestly, I also switch back and forth between sweater and jersey. Like everyone should know what I mean. But you end up in Stony Brook, yes. And so, why did you choose the ACHA over the NCAA? Uh, you know, I I chose it because of the schooling. Um, that there's a couple of NCAA teams that uh, did have a little bit of interest, but. Uh, they were D3 schools. Uh, their schooling wasn't to the level of Stony Brook's. Um, and Stony Brook has a historic hockey program as it is. So to be to be able to go there was a huge opportunity for me, uh, not just academically, but also with my hockey career. Um, their coach is, is amazing. Chris over there at uh, Stony Brook, you know, he really, he really, you know, he gave me a call and, you know, told me what the program's like, what the school is like, you know, what the education is like. I already knew that it was a top tier education. Um, and, and I think that that's where some guys get a little bit wrapped up in the NCAA as a whole is they hear the word they you know, they hear the they hear NCAA in front of something and it kind of goes out the window. Uh, when, when you got to look at your education as almost an investment, <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Right. So. You got to look at it as an investment. So I, I would, uh, me personally, I'd rather pay a little bit extra and go to a really good quality school than maybe get a thousand dollar scholarship 
at a, you know, a hockey scholarship at a D3 NCAA school and, you know, not get as good of an education uh, that, but that's just me you know, I think it's for everyone to decide on their own what the best route for you and your family is, uh, you know, monetarily, you know, where the school's located, you know, th- those kind of things are huge. Um, I-, I would definitely do a lot of research on whatever school you do decide to go to for all those listeners out there. And, and you know, don't be afraid to reach out to, you know, an advising company. I, I-, I had an advising company, which really helped. Uh, that's for sure. They They really helped me uh, I think it's AHA advising. Um, yeah, it's AHA advising that I used really just a great, great overall company over there. And they, they really helped me understand where I was going, what schools we were looking at, what our target schools were and things like that. So um, I really I, just saying thank you to them on this podcast is huge, but uh, I wanted to thank them for helping me get to where I am too. So no, that that's awesome. And uh, hockey advising isn't something I'm horribly familiar with. Uh, it's good that you give a recommendation out there and, and people can be uh, sent in the proper direction and because it is a, it's a big life-changing decision uh, when is. you end up playing hockey in, in college but also in junior hockey and uh, I think you laid down some good advice there and I think uh, parents and players should definitely pay attention to I see it happen all the time. I'm I'm part of Facebook groups too and I, I see people asking questions on oh should my should my kid play in in the NA3 or should they play in the USP and then people come in, well, haven't played in the EHL, you know, and, and they're like, well, this league's better than this league. That at the end of the day, the EHL, the NA3HL and the USPHL premier are all tier three leagues. Mm-hmm. The, the key factor to playing in one of those leagues really isn't so much necessarily, in my opinion, the league, but the team, the team you're choosing is the most important factor. It could be the best of the three leagues in your mind, but you can end up on the, you know, the team inside that league that no other player would want to pick in a million years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, bad culture, bad experiences, bad building choices. Mm-hmm. You know, not following through on their promises. So yeah, it is it is far more important in junior hockey to pick the team, not the league and then and then of yes. course when you go up to the the nahl and, and and the ncdc if you have offers from both of those tier two leagues if you can make both rosters because you can pick the team that's best for you whether that's mm-hmm. the null or the ncdc and then if you can be up in the ushl i don't think you get much of a choice if you've been picked by a team you've been picked by that team yeah it's, it's again it's the same with the ncdc and the um uh and the null is you're you drafted into those leagues so Generally speaking, unless you're a free agent, a team has your right. So if, if you want to play for Austin, but you've been drafted by Minot, then you really just can't play for Austin because Minot has your rights to the league. So mm-hmm. the the choices are out there. So picking the, the team that's most, I guess, best suited. that's the best choice. Yeah, yeah best suited for yeah. you. And, and that falls into college, whether that is NCAA or ACHA. Does that school fit? your long-term needs does that school fit your long-term goals if if you're going to be starting on let's say hypothetically you're going to go to this ncaa school uh, you're excited you got picked up by an ncaa school but as a goalie i'm just going to pick on us goalies because we're goalies you you see their depth in goaltending and you're like oh i'm i'm going to be lucky to dress most nights uh, I, mm-hmm. I will probably even be a backup maybe they'll pick someone up the following year so do i even get any playing time but you might be able to go with you know this other school where 
you may not play in the first season as much, but you're going to be dressing. You're going to be the backup. You you might be able to take some starts away, take some pressure off the other goalie, um, and and vice versa. You could be picked up an ACHA program that you're you're going to be in the depths with, and there's an NCAA program where you might be you know might be dressing every night. So, mm-hmm. and and then on top of it, it's college. There's yep. a big education factor to this. Where do you want to go to school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can end up in a really great program. It's going to give you starts, but you might not want to be going to yeah. that school in Florida. You know, yeah. you, you might, you might want that school up there in New York. And so it, it's your future, especially with college. So yep. picking that the program that's best for you is really like what you said, is just the most important factor. And, and you ending up in Stony Brook, it's it's the ultimately again the best decision for you. So, moving back into hockey in and of itself, mm-hmm. how competitive is the ACHA? Uh, it's very competitive. Um, it, it's it's a it's a league where anyone can really win in any year. Um, it, it's the the format's changing a little bit for nationals. It's instead, I believe it used to be twenty teams. They're moving that up to twenty four. Uh, I do not. I believe that's going to either happen this year or next year, but it ha- but that has been passed um, by the board of governors over there at the ACHA, which is which is great. It just grows the game even more. More teams are going to be able to go to nationals. Um, you're not going to have situations where automatics get in, and you know a team that was in 18th that really played well all year gets bumped by an automatic that was you know ranked 25th or something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's, there's definitely going to be uh, a more competitive base. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, Lindenwood made the move from ACHA to NCAA. They are now playing teams like Michigan. Uh, they were playing teams like Michigan when they were still in the ACHA. The competition level is starting to increase. The ACHA is more of a, in my opinion, the, their primary goal is the academics and then hockey, which, I mean, I think benefits the player. If you really think about it, because uh, if it you does. Yeah. if you don't if you don't pass your classes, you can't play anyways, right? But if you're struggling in the classroom, but you have the NCAA pressure of I have to play every weekend because I'm a star or something like that, it's going to get to you, right? The ACHA really prides itself on their academics and their growth. I mean, they they've grown so much. Uh, there's a couple teams in California now that are ACHA D1. I believe San Diego State was the first. Now you have Oregon up in Oregon. Uh, so, I mean, it's moving west, which is huge. Uh, you know, I think the first one of the first major teams that I think everyone will know is Arizona State. Arizona State used to be ACHA. They still have an ACHA program, but that ACHA program grew into the grew into the NCAA program that you see today. So it's uh, it's definitely something that teams aspire to grow to. Basically, the ACHA in a nutshell I would say is teams that the school may not want to put in the money to go NCAA, but they want a hockey program at the school. Um, I think everyone knows that it's quite a bit of money to put your team NCAA, not to mention you have to have an on-campus arena. Um, you have to have these facilities that, uh, that correspond to the NCAA. So it, it, there, there's a lot of things that you know, when people are saying, oh, get them to the get them to NCAA, there's a lot more moving parts than just get them to the NCAA. There are a lot of requirements. And, and I know yes. we recently talked to um, uh, the University of Cincinnati, the Bearcats program out there. Uh, I would say recently, but 
man, that was like six months ago, mm-hmm. six, seven months ago. We talked then. It was. And, um, and yeah, I mean, they just managed to put together, they had a lot of the alumni come and, and build a really nice locker room. It's going to be one of those things where I, I think I'm going to end up having to do an episode on college hockey. Uh, yeah. We, again, we have, we have a lot of programs out there that we chat, but they've also never been on. So uh, it's, it's interesting to learn a lot about these programs. Before we go on with that, we do want to talk about the sponsor for the episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbooks for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus legal requirements for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. So the University of Cincinnati alumni being able to come back on and put in the time, the effort, and the money to build a upgraded college worthy locker room is important and you're seeing a lot of alumni come back to a lot of these programs doing very similar things so it's 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 really cool and i think it talks a lot to where the college game especially in the acha is gone so and you mentioned Mm -hmm. previously you have played college hockey with unlv and you talked about it a little bit but is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience uh having played in the acha uh honestly it's I would recommend it. it. It's something where it's a great opportunity. It gives you, most of these teams have a great fan base, a dedicated fan base. I know that UNLV does. I know that uh, Stony Brook does. You know, UNLV was definitely an experience. I'll say that. They they pack the barn every night. Uh, it's very much Vegas. Uh, I'll say that. it's they, they try to be, they try to, they try to emulate the Knights as much as they can but with their own flair to it. I know that they're getting some real big uh, looks at NCAA. And uh, I know that their, their school has been mentioned multiple times during the national tournament of the NCAA, uh, the frozen four about them possibly being the next team to go NCAA and stuff like that. So uh, it, there, there's a lot to going to a team, you know, trusting the coaching staff, playing within that coaching staff, and, you know, things will just happen as they as they are. I mean, I think that NCAA, uh, talking to a couple of my buddies who have played NCAA, uh, there's a lot of pressure there. I'm not going to say that's not how the ACHA works because that is how the ACHA works as well. Yeah, and so you are going to be, again, starting with, with Stony Brook next year. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not incorrect, you guys will be starting at home. How do us listeners and fans and and family and friends watch your games 
Yeah, uh, most most teams stream them on YouTube. Uh, you don't have to pay the prices for hockey TV like most places do. We at Stony Brook, and I know that UNLV did the same thing. We live stream on YouTube. You just you basically go to the team website, and it should you know they they should have links to it. Uh, if they don't, uh, reach out to someone who is working for the team in the management department. And they should be able to help you find the links or on the social media. A lot of teams will post their games on social media. Um, hey, follow this, you know, on their story. Hey, game starts in 15 minutes. Click the link and, you know, go to our YouTube channel um, and it'll take you right to it. So it, it, it's very open to be watched. So it's it's a very nice privilege that we get over there. So you're going to let us know when you're starting? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. I will. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, hundred percent for us. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's yes. not only more important for us as you as a as a co-host on this, but uh, for all those um, goalies in particular, because if it's a lot more exciting, because starts are never guaranteed as a goalie either. Yeah. A lot harder to get. Always try to try to go out of our way to try to watch some of the games there, because I know that a lot of you have gone off to college hockey this year. You've moved on to college hockey. Antonio Tarantino, Brody Shaw, Fabian Pizera is going pro in Europe uh, and trying to catch where all of you will be playing mm-hmm. and how to catch those games because it's not easy to catch any of those games so having them on YouTube that makes it easy um, yes because uh, and watching those broadcasts are great uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're fun the crowd gets into it and I always wish but it, it, will, it will never come true uh, when it comes to even junior hockey broadcasts is I would love if we could see the crowd in most of these, but the camera is in the best position in the arena and that's where the crowd is. So mm-hmm. these cameras always be positioned where you think, you know, you can hear the crowd in some of these broadcasts, but you can't see them and you have no idea. There's 2000 people behind the camera because all you see is the wall with the players. <laughs> like behind mm-hmm. them. And that's all you get to see on the broadcast. They're like, Oh, nobody's watching. No one's there. No, that place is packed mm-hmm. and it's loud. And you don't, you don't see that on the camera. And that's, what's always really interesting about a lot of these junior hockey and college hockey games is the camera is in the best spot of the arenas in most cases. And uh, that's with the crowd. So yeah, no, hundred percent. I've uh, at UNLV, I believe they, they, their camera is opposite to the crowd. So that is a place where you can see, where you can see the crowd. Uh, especially on those Greek nights that they have, uh, th- that place gets absolutely packed. Um, I think we had, well, while I was there, I'm pretty sure we had, I don't think we didn't sell out a game, um, which was insane. Uh, it was an atmosphere that I I don't think I've ever played in before uh, that. So it was, it was definitely really fun to see that happen. Yeah, it's, it's exciting stuff, and I know that uh, one of the players we talked to recently as well, he got picked up by um, by a Tier 2 program, so he'll be able to, if uh, if he makes a team, because just being tender doesn't guarantee you a spot on the team, so if he actually makes a team, he said exactly what you said right there with the crowd. He's like, I'm so excited to play in front of a big crowd, and mm-hmm. considering he got tendered by an NCDC West team, he's going to be playing in front of big crowds. <laughs> yeah they they pack the house in those arenas so the fans out there and 
Ogden and Utah or West Valley. I, I don't know if they're going to be playing West Valley anymore. I think they're moving to Park City. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, they got a new arena for the mm-hmm. outliers there. Idaho Falls is insane. Pueblo packs that arena. It's yes, they do. scary. And then uh, Provo uh, actually started to grow its fan base pretty strong with the with the brand new Predators last year in Tier 3. Started off quiet, but they were selling out by the end of the year. And then uh, Rock Springs is the newest addition uh, to the NCDC. Uh, well, they're all new additions to the NCDC, but they're the newest team uh, as they weren't in the uh, the Tier 3 grouping last year um, for what was going to be the NCDC. And uh, uh, from what I heard from the from the Rock Springs uh, players out there is uh, the fans were behind the camera. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. there were fans there. We would get very busy there. And I'm excited to see, uh, I mean, all those all those fan bases are going to be rowdy. Now that they got a, a tier two program in Rock Springs, it should be pretty exciting. So ACHA, Stony Brook next year. Are you going to be playing any NCAA teams next year at all? Is yes. That in the... Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be playing uh, a couple, I believe one or two games against NCAA D3. We always do that. Uh, that. That's just something we do. Being in New York, there's plenty of NCAA D3 teams around that area. Um, so we, I, I'm, not a hundred percent sure who we're playing off the top of my head uh, if i looked at the schedule i would know but my, my whole focus as of right now is the first weekend against oswego so that's uh that's task number one for me one game at a time one game yep. at a time <laughs> yep oh it's it's gonna be a fun season you're gonna have to keep us in the loop on when you get those starts so that we can we can tune in and uh that way when we when you're back on the podcast uh because i know it's a lot of a lot's changing. You're gonna you're gonna be, you know, gonna have college hockey career going on top of being in college, and that's no easy feat. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Sebastian has, like I said, his coaching life just got even crazier today. Everyone, just check out Twitter. You'll see how. That's why we have so many co-hosts. And even mm-hmm. this year for me is going to be nuts relocating out of Denmark to question mark, and. Um, <laughs> Trying to, yeah, I never know. We think we have a place labeled down, and then opportunities come up, and eh, it's interesting. So we'll see where we end up by the end of the year. It's gonna be it's gonna be a weird time for even me on this podcast, and I'm gonna still crank out that episode a week. I probably I can almost guarantee will not be able to watch every game out of the USPHL West this year. It's just mm-hmm. not gonna be in the cards because uh, relocating. Um, and everything that that comes with at the exact same time as the hockey season is going to uh, I'm going to be lucky in some locations, especially in, in, in transit, be able to get Internet. So mm-hmm. I did try to watch games on holiday last year a couple of times. And if the hotel Internet ain't there, it ain't there. So uh, so listen, that basically is for you coaches and GMs and players and, and family members out there. Um, don't assume I saw your your goalie save. Um, I might not this year so you have to show it you have to send it to me even if yes. you don't send it to me i always just say ask for just give me a video time tell me hey this game was october 12th i made three amazing saves in the game these are the video times thanks for taking a look at it because if you mm-hmm. give me the date and the video times or at least the just a general window because uh, i have some players just reach out and it's like yeah i made a couple really good saves in the third period what's well, that's a whole period if i don't have the chance to watch the whole period can you mm-hmm. narrow it down for me so that I know which saves? Like if it's like, yeah, middle of the third period, definitely past the nine minute mark. It's like, okay, okay, it gives me a focus. 
but it's just better if you if you if you know what those are to just give me the video times that helps out a lot if uh if, if i'm time constrained i might not be able to watch um what's sent forth without video time so it's going to be a weird year for all of us and yes you know, the podcast is just going to keep going and uh and then there's steve steve is always stressed out at work so yeah um, I, I know you get to hear it and, and all of us get to hear it, but the listeners don't get to hear the parts I have to cut out when he starts screaming about something at work. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's going to be a fun year ahead. Um, looking forward to season four and looking forward to you uh, entering college hockey. It's going to be a blast, Heath. It is. It is. I'm looking forward to it for sure. It's, uh, it's something that, uh, um, that I'm very much so looking forward to. And, and it's, and it's uh, snuck up on me. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, it's been, you know, it was always, oh yeah, you know, couple couple of months, and now it's, oh yeah, I'm leaving in, you know, a couple of weeks. It's, uh, it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy how uh, time flies when you're not really, you know. Usually, I'm used to, you know, oh yeah, September, you know, that that's the that's the junior hockey, you know, start time. You know, that's kind of when you go out there for training camp, and now it's like, no, you start classes in August, and so. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a new feel. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could I could tell that you'd lost track of time when I uh, when I mentioned that your announcement for Stony Brook was a couple months ago, and you kind of hesitated, like, eh, it was only a couple weeks ago. You're crazy, and then you're like, oh wow, yeah, it was. Yeah, I looked at I, yeah, I looked at my calendar and realized <laughs> it was July. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> late July. <laughs> late July. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been crazy. It's. Um, it's just been times flown by it's it's really been you know every day seems like it gets shorter <laughs> that's that's honestly you know honestly what it's been like but uh yeah no I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure time only speeds up the older you get Heath. time only speeds up yeah <laughs> yeah something i learned leaving high school for the for work was in high school when so when i got to work and they're like oh well this this one's gonna this position's gonna be for about a couple years and i'm like that's an eternity man that's like 10th and 11th grade oh that that's an eternity and then suddenly two years is gone you're like oh wow am i already leaving this Mm -hmm. that's crazy and it'll fly but you know soak in every minute soak in every game and uh, if you know in advance prior to during a podcast, let our listeners know so we can all watch in together. That's for sure. I will for sure. For sure. I'll definitely let you guys know. And we'll put the what we'll do is we'll make sure that we tweet out the links and everything um, on on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, uh, maybe one of you can end up starting a Pigeon Hockey Threads because I'm in European Union and we're not allowed to have it here. So it's blocked uh, throughout the whole of Europe. So. It's, is it blocked or is it just not approved yet? It's it's not approved yet, but basically it's not approved yet because of a lot of the data stuff. And from mm. the articles I've been reading, it doesn't look like it's going to be approved anytime soon. Um, Fun. Yeah. So we're not getting threads over here while I'm running it. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, that way we can get it out there too. Because the amount of people are like, hey, you guys have threads? It's like, no, we don't. We don't have threads. Uh, so we are still on Twitter. We are still on Insta, and uh, periodically I do drop stuff on TikTok. But now I'm having a problem with one of the 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 system that I was using to edit the videos for the players to send out the, the kind of the videos that I would use for TikTok. Mm-hmm. And now I'm having a problem with that system. So I haven't oh, dropped great. a lot of you goalie saves yet. There's a bunch of goalies I still have. Um, Heath, you've had yours, but there's a yes. How many of the videos I still got here? I've got. 
at least a dozen goalies I'm still planning to feature um, because anybody that only had one or two saves, I'm not really planning the feature that I'd saved off on. So again, that's the, the little caveat message I've had with the highlight reels is if, you know, you could just reach out to me if you played in the USPHL West this year and ask me how many clips I've had. And I've had a lot of you goalies do that. And if I say like, yeah, I have four clips for you to like, Oh, can I send you some time? Like send me all you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll look them up. I'll, I'll put them in the video. So uh, if you haven't been featured yet, reach out. You might be planned to be featured or I might not. Cause I think there's out of the 64 goalies, that I counted that played in the West this past year, I'm only dropping 46 videos. So that leaves mm-hmm. about what? 18 players. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not in college anymore. I don't need to do math. Um, at least, yeah, Some, about something like goals. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, about, yeah. So uh, that I don't plan to feature you all the high, all the goals are not the goals because that's what you guys deny. All the saves have been featured, but uh, they won't go to an individualistic video with the fun music that I mm. feel in the mood to use that day. So, each literally each video I drop is just a song. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to hear on a video today. That's unless unless there's a personal preference because I've also received personal preferences on music for specific videos, so I can do that too. You know, I've but if if I can get my oh, if I can get my editor back working. But that said, nobody wants to hear about all this. But thank you all for tuning in. Uh, be sure to reach out if you're in the junior or collegiate hockey worlds in Michigan on a future podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at PHH Official, on Instagram at PHH Podcast, or on TikTok at Pigeon Hockey Podcast to let us know what you think. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Heath. Thanks for listening. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.